Welcome to A Shot of Joe, the place where you come to get enlightened and get empowered. I'm Joe Nunziata. I want to thank you so much for being with me here today. Today we have a special edition. This is part one of a two-part teleclass that I just did on shifting your paradigm for 2017. This will be segment one. Look for segment two in a few days. As we prepare for 2017, it'll be very important that you shift the way you see the world and the way you interact with the world to go forward in a positive way. Enjoy the session. Hello, everybody. How are you? This is Joe Nunziata. I want to welcome you to Spiritual Saturday. Very excited to have you join me here today on our last call of 2016. So a very exciting time. We're going to have some interaction here today as we talk about what's happening in this year and what will be happening going forward. And then we'll get into some specifics as far as what today's topic is about. So for those of you who are new to me or, or this call, I do this call, Spiritual Saturday, on the first Saturday of every month. This is a call that is generally for members of my Karma Buster Club program, which is a monthly program where people receive this call, also weekly audio inspirations, other audio and video trainings, and also when you join, you get about $1,200 in free trainings and other information, plus there's a library of all of the calls and trainings that I've put are all in there in the membership. At the end of the session today, I'll tell you about that. For those of you who are not members, I will tell you about how you can try that out for only a dollar. See if you like it. There's no obligation or, or there's no commitment. You can just try it and see how you like it because, again, we want to help people elevate their energy. One of the things I've learned doing this work for a long period of time is you need that consistent support for you to go forward and really get where you want to go. So I want to, again, thank everybody for your time and energy today. And also, as I said, I'll tell you about how you can get some more information about the membership program and how you can also join if that's something you'd like to try. So generally what we do when we do the call, I'm going to do about 40 minutes or so, 40, 45 minutes. At the end of the session, you will have an opportunity to ask questions if you like. There are two different ways you can do that. If you're on the phone, you can hit star two. That will tell me that you want to ask a question. If you are online, you will see there's a box underneath the recording area, you'll see a little box there where you can type a question in. Just so you know, you can type that question in at any time. And anytime you type it in, it'll come up on my screen. When I'm done, I will answer those in the order that they are received. So I'll get to those questions as many as I possibly can. Generally, we do get to all of those as we go forward. So again, my little prep as we get ready to get started and move forward. So before we get into the topic, what I like to do each month is kind of give a recap of what's going on and what's happening energetically and where we are and the direction that we're going in. So what I want to do now, because it's the end of the year, is talk about 2016, but also talk about where we're going as we go forward and understand what's been happening this year. Obviously, it's been a year of a lot of shifting and changing. So we'll start with that, and then we'll get into today's topic. One of the things that I'm very interested in, I've always been, is numbers and numerology, even though I'm not a numerologist. I have friends who actually do very serious numerology charts and show you your numbers and so forth. But I've always been interested in it because the numbers 
are kind of a universal language for us because there is everybody uses numbers and everybody numbers mean the same thing to everybody. So there are numbers that each number has a specific message attached to it. And the way you do numerology is you take any number and you break it down to a single digit. When we look at this, if we look at the year 2016, basically the way you do it is you say two plus zero plus one plus six. So you break that number down and that comes out to be a number nine. Now the number nine is a number that is about ending cycles. So that means this whole year of 2016 has been in effect a number of ending cycles of us going through a time frame where we are going to look at our life and evaluate what's going on and end cycles that do not serve us any longer. And that is an important part of what this year has been about. So it's a good time for you to take a look at your life right now and say, well, this year, have I done that? Have I actually ended cycles? Have I gone into, have I made changes or am I still kind of stuck in the same place? Am I still doing the same things that I was doing? Am I still hanging around the same people? Am I still feeling the same way? These are very good things for you to do as far as taking inventory on how you feel and what you're doing. And do you feel that you are breaking these cycles? Are you making these changes? When we look at the number 2017, which is next year, when we break that year down, that's a two plus a zero plus a one plus a seven, which equals 10. Now, as I said, you always bring it down to a single number. So you would say one plus zero, which equals one. One, of course, is a number of change, is a number of beginning, is a newness. So we know that 2017, and it's interesting the way this worked out because we've got a nine followed by a one, which means we've got the end of a cycle starting with a new cycle. And if you look at actually January 1st, which is 1117, but in numerology, it's 111. So really looking at this new cycle, this new time, new things are going to be happening. Now, let me tell you something very important about this because this is where people, I think, sometimes miss it to a degree. What happens is we're talking about breaking cycles and ending cycles, but this is not going to happen automatically. It's not just like saying, oh, great, I'm glad it's going to be 2017. I'm really happy all my old cycles are going to end. That's not how it works. You have to be the one to end them. If you don't, you will reboot, in effect, your negative cycles going forward for another round. And that's not what we want to do. We want to make sure that I do not go into 2017 holding the same energy, the same beliefs, the same feelings that I'm holding now or things that I've held on to from the past because what I'm going to do is reboot, in effect, my old cycle. So it's not an automatic. It's an opportunity. The energy is high. It's going to be easier to do it, but you still have to be the one to put your hands on the steering wheel and make sure that you break any negative cycles or let go of things that you're holding on to. And that's really going to be our topic for today as we get into it and talk about what's changing. So before we get started, I'll just give you a couple of significant dates that are coming up. I have a lot of friends who are astrologers and we work with energy and I get into this as well as far as just understanding what's going on, just to be aware. Doing this work, you become very sensitive to energy. You become very sensitive to what's going on. And a lot of people are calling me and emailing me about how they feel and they feel tired or they feel some days you feel great, some days you feel dizzy. There's a lot of movement. This, this was a year of a lot of energetic movement. We've had a lot of moon movement. The moon is very important for us because it impacts how we feel emotionally. We've had a tremendous amount of 
activity with the moon. So this has been a time when we've gone through a lot of these shifts. So I'll give you just a couple of, there's a whole bunch of them, but I'm just going to give you a couple that are probably the most important. On 1212, which is coming up in a few weeks, that is a day. This is on 1212, just so you know, for the last five years or so, we've been going through these big shifts of opening up energy. This year is going to be a very, very powerful 1212 opening. So that's coming up in a few weeks. That's going to be what they call a portal opening of new energy coming in. That will last until 1221. So be, be aware that in that frame of time, that's an opening of a lot of new energy. Great time for you to be opening up your energy and doing new things, looking for ways to expand yourself. On 1219, we go into a Mercury retrograde. This is something, it's interesting that this is the end of this cycle and we're going into a retrograde at the end of the year, which is really interesting. A Mercury retrograde is basically what we understand when we do this work is that a retrograde is a time to, in effect, lay low. Take it easy, don't do anything crazy, don't sign contracts, don't start anything new, don't move. Again, if you're doing all these things, I'm not gonna tell you not to do it because we're living our lives, but it's recommended that we don't do anything significant between that period. And that's gonna go from 1219 until January 8th. So it kind of takes us into the first week of the new year in this retrograde period, which will be kind of a calm period. And we have on 1229, we have a very powerful new moon. So the new moon is gonna come in right before we hit New Year's. New Year's, of course, new energy coming in. So a lot of great activity happening. We've got the month here. We've got another solid four weeks of this month to really work on ourselves and really get ourselves ready for a very exciting, but a very different 2017. So we just want you to be ready for that. So this is gonna take me into our topic for today, which is shifting your paradigm for 2017 and beyond and shifting paradigms and really changing how you see the world. So one of the things I like to do, I'll, I'll give you a little confession of my own self. When I was starting out in the business world, I didn't go to college. I went to work right after high school. I started working on a truck. I actually was delivering beer in Brooklyn, New York, which I'm originally from. And now I live in Southern California with my wife and my son is in college. And in this, we've been moved to this beautiful location here to enjoy ourselves and we're very happy about it. But when I was a young kid, when I started out in, in work, I started, as I said, driving trucks and delivering beer. Then I decided to get into what we would consider to be a real job and I got into the corporate world, I got into sales. And I always had a feeling of inferiority because I went to school, I didn't go to school, as I, as I said, and I felt like everybody there were, had gone to college and they were a lot smarter than me. Now, even though I didn't go to school, I was a voracious reader, always reading, and what I would do was I would sit next to myself, I would have a dictionary and a notebook. And every time I came across a word that I didn't know, I would pull out my dictionary, look it up, and actually write the word down in my notebook so I would make sure that if I was using that word, I didn't want to make a mistake because I felt so insecure about my lack of education that I wanted to do that. So today, and I still do it, I still kind of sit down and go through words, and even words that I know, I like to look up to make sure that the meanings are aligned with how we're using the words because over time, we've distorted a lot of this. So today we're talking about shifting paradigms. So I said, let me just look up the actual definition before we start. So here's the definition of paradigm, and it's, it actually is in perfect alignment with where we are. And it is a framework containing the basic assumptions, ways of thinking, and methodology that are commonly accepted by members of a discipline or group. So what it's basically saying is a bunch of people agree 
that this is the way something works. It's commonly accepted by members of a discipline or group. So basically that's how what we do and we have our lives are really dictated by these paradigms because we have certain things that we believe to be true. And what happens is as time goes by, these paradigms become shattered when someone is able to break through. And we've seen this happen over and over again, but until that happens, a lot of people hold a specific belief. I want you to think about your paradigms and what you grew up with, because the way you grew up set the conditions and set your barometer for these paradigms. So you have paradigms that you grew up with about money, you have paradigms about success, you have paradigms about family, you have paradigms about relationships, health, all these different things. Religion is a very important one, depending on how that religious experience was passed on to you. I still meet people today who are very religious. You know, when you start doing spiritual work, you kind of dissolve the religious beliefs. You look at it more from a higher position. But people who are very religious hold on to certain beliefs that they have learned for a long period of time. And even when you say to them, well, would you be willing to even look at this in a different way? Would you be willing to even consider something different? The people who are holding on to these things, they refuse. They're like, no, 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 this is what I learned. This is right. The problem with this is it limits your ability to go forward in life and expand yourself because you're not allowing yourself to say, well, maybe, and I'm, again, I don't want to tell anybody they're right or wrong, but maybe there's a different way to do it. Maybe there's something else out there that's possible that I have not considered, but it doesn't happen if you hold on to these old beliefs and these old feelings. Now, as much as many people will tell me, oh, no, Joe, that was when I was younger. I've let go of a lot of this stuff. I don't believe in these things anymore. You would be amazed when you really sit quietly with yourself and you think about where you are in your life and you say to yourself, what am I still holding on to? What do I still believe? Somewhere deep down, it may not be at the surface, but deep, deep down, you're still holding on to some of these beliefs. You're still holding on to certain things that you believe to be true that are in effect holding you back from creating the life that you want. So let's talk about some big changes that took place this year that really tell us we're going in a new direction. Paradigms that have been shattered, things that have changed dramatically, and also endings that have taken place. So one of them, in a funny way, was the Chicago Cubs. If you're a baseball fan, you understand the Chicago Cubs had not won the World Series since 1908. It was the longest of any team that had not won the World Series. Now, what's interesting, we talked about numbers before. 1908, when you break it down, comes down to be an 18. One plus eight equals nine, which, what did we talk about? The end of a cycle. They had also not won in 108 years, which is another nine. So think about this. Say, wow, this is 108 years. It's since 1908. That's the end of a cycle. The other thing I saw that was really interesting that just happened was Fidel Castro passed away. Of course, he was in power for since 1959, gave, gave power to his brother, but in effect, it's still him, about six years ago. But he's been here since 1959. He's been in power. He's been controlling that whole region. He died on 1125, which is also a nine. One plus one plus two plus five equals nine. Trump wins the election. Again, a tremendous shift. He's the 45th president. Four plus five equals nine. Now, I know this sounds, sometimes people say, wow, this, is this coincidental? But you start looking at things like this and say, wow, this is interesting that all these different cycles 
are coming to an end. We've seen tremendous changes. We're seeing tremendous things take place. So we look at this, we look at paradigm shifts, and every time we've moved forward as a society, it's because someone has broken a belief or a paradigm that we've been holding on to for a long period of time. So I'll give you a couple that I really like and a few that are one relevant, one recent and one not so recent. But one of the things that, that was always considered to be impossible was to break what was called a four-minute mile, which is running a mile in under four minutes. This is something that going back to ancient times, I remember when I was studying this a while back, they were talking about how they were always trying to get people to run faster and see if they could break this, this barrier. And back in the ancient times, they would actually have lions chasing men down the street or in this running pattern to see if they could make them run faster. And of course, the, they, didn't do, they didn't make it, so the lions had a good dinner that night because this has been going. So for years and years, everybody said, well, you, well I don't know, it's not humanly possible for people to break the four-minute mile. It was just something that people considered impossible. So along comes this guy named Roger Bannister in 1954. And in 1954, Roger Bannister breaks. He's a British guy, British runner. Not necessarily a noted runner, but he was a guy that he was able to do it. He broke the four-minute mile. And what was interesting about this was within a year of that, 24 other guys broke the four-minute mile. So what's interesting about it is this. From a paradigm perspective, what happened? All of a sudden, it became possible. People said, oh, this is possible. You can do it, and it just starts to happen. Now, why? Because in everybody's consciousness, what happened was people said, oh, it's possible. So it shifts everybody because everybody realizes it can be done. So when we break a paradigm, a couple of different things can happen. We can break it on our own by saying, even though everybody believes A, I don't believe that. I believe B. So that means individually to yourself, you've actually shifted because you're not holding that belief anymore. But when we really see big shifts is when something like this happens, when everybody sees it and says, oh, my God, that was wrong, that can be done. Now, I'm going to talk about the election for a minute here, and I want everybody to remove your judgment because I want to talk about this from an energetic position, from a spiritual position, not from liking someone, not liking someone, thinking they're going to be good or bad or who you thought was going to win or who you thought wasn't going to win. It's, it's a very interesting thing that just happened here in the United States. Now, I know we have people on this call from all over the world. We have registrations from Africa and England and Italy and Canada and Mexico, and, you know, Brazil and all over the world. But for let's just talk about this election because it's obviously a worldwide event. And Donald Trump, I remember we were in New York visiting family last year. It was the end, kind of the end of last year, around September, October. And we were talking about he was just kind of in 2015, and he was just getting kind of getting started into the election. And we were out having dinner, and we were all laughing because being from New York, we knew Trump for a long period of time. He's been in our awareness for a long time. He's a guy who was very known. He's a New York guy. He was a New York celebrity before he became a national and international celebrity. And we're all laughing and said, oh, this is hysterical, and this is funny that he's running, and never imagining <laughs> that he's going to actually get the nomination. For president. So that was the first part of it that was really funny that here we go and he's going to get the nomination. And when he got the nomination, that was shocking enough. And I think once that happened, nobody, including myself, thought he was going to win because he said, okay, now he got the nomination. That was a miracle. But can he really win the election? And I think most people thought he couldn't just because of 
again, a paradigm. So let's look at this paradigm. We've got a person, never happened before, non-politician, non-military guy or candidate that is running for president, has never happened that they, that person even won a nomination. Now they're going to try to win the whole election. So from a position of energy, I'm sitting back and looking at this, and I'm saying, oh, my God, this is unbelievable that this is happening, that we have this unbelievable shift of paradigm, this unbelievable shift of this happening in this time, which is unprecedented. Now, as it's getting closer to the election, as much as part of me is saying, and again, I'm trying to look at this from an energetic position, not a who's right, who's wrong, who's good, who's bad. So from an energetic position, and I know all this about the numbers, and I know 2017, and I know 2016, knowing, knowing all this, doing this work for over 25 years, I'm still saying it's, it can't happen. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying to myself, this is impossible. This can't happen. But from a higher place, I'm saying, well, if this is really happening, if these changes are really taking place, and again, I'm looking at it from the position of energy. Can this happen? Does this, if he wins, does this show us that these changes are really taking place? So from an energetic position, if I asked everybody in this country and I said, hey, listen, here's the question. I'm going to take the candidates off the table, and I want you to think about this. Would you prefer that we continue to do what we're doing, or would you want to change? Now, again, I'm not going to, I'm going to take everything off the table as far as saying who the candidates are and who's going to win. But just from that perspective, I guarantee you that most people would say, well, this system's not working. I would like to see a change. I would like to see some things change in this, in this circumstance. Now, of course, again, when you start thinking of who the person is and you start bringing in all your personal judgments, things, your own opinions get involved. But just let's stick with the energy space. So we're sitting there, and my wife, throughout the whole thing, is saying he has to win because this is going to show that this energy is really changing. He has to win. And I'm sitting there, and I'm supposed to be the, the one who believes this more than anybody. And I'm saying, I, I, just, don't, I just don't know because I'm watching TV. You're watching the media. You're listening to the polls, and you're hearing all these things, and they're saying, oh, he's behind. He can't win. It's, it's going to be close, but he'll win. she'll win in the end and so forth. So the night of the election the, that day, and we're on the West Coast. So of course, we're three hours earlier. We decided, we said, we're not going to put this on during the day. We were home, and so I'm not going to put this on in daytime because I don't want to get involved with the whole thing. We'll wait till a little bit later. And we waited till it was probably almost 5 o'clock here on the West Coast, which, of course, is 8 o'clock on the East Coast, which by that time, a lot of the, the polls had been open for a long time, and the votes were there, and there was a lot of information. So we put it on, and sure enough, you know, he's winning. And, and we're watching this, and my wife, we're, we're sitting here watching this, and my wife has been saying this the whole time, that he's going to win, that she thinks he's going to win. And she also has her own abilities and psychic abilities and abilities to see things in, in a very clear way. And she's been saying it the whole time, and I've been kind of the one who's been doubting it. And we're, as the night is progressing, and he's winning, and we're just sitting here, and, we're just, and I, I have to tell you, I was in complete shock. Part of me felt, wow, this shift is really happening. Because something like this is an unprecedented shift of energy to have a person like this win this election. So from that – now, again, I'm, I'm removing all of the 
what he's going to do, what he's not going to do, who he likes, who he doesn't like, his political views, whatever you think about him. I'm just looking at it again, looking at this from the perspective of energy and understanding what happened from, from a shift of paradigm. And I actually was very excited about him even getting the nomination because what it told me was this. It shifted a paradigm for us going forward where an average person, a non-political person could say, hey, you know what? I'm disgusted with what's going on. I'm going to run for office in my, maybe my town, maybe my little part of the world that I can, I can facilitate change. This is possible now. So what this has done now is created the possibility that, wow, this can happen. And it opens up a tremendous amount of – it just opens up everybody's eyes, and it opens all these doors for the future to say, wow, this is, this is not the paradigm. This is, you don't have to be a military person. You don't have to be a political person. You don't have to be this to get to this position. So again, we're looking at this from a different place. We're looking at a shattering of a gigantic paradigm and now putting a person into that position who's not a political person. So we're going to see a lot of changes. And, and listen, when we go through changes, we know in our own lives, and then we, of course, expanding this forward, we know that when changes happen, they're not smooth. They're not always smooth. They're bumpy. Changes are bumpy. And even positive changes are bumpy because people are going to always resist change. This is the natural order of humans. We resist change because we're afraid of it. And the problem here is what people are afraid of in this case is they don't know what Trump is going to do. He's the unknown. See, if Hillary won, you kind of know what she, you know. She's a politician. You put, she's going to follow along what they were doing. You, you feel pretty comfortable in that sense that you know what she's going to do. You don't know what he's going to do. But when we have change of any kind, it's a, it's a shocking thing. It's something that disrupts us. It's something that is, is changes. But I will tell you that every big innovation that we've had has been met with resistance. If you look back and study radio, when televisions first came out, people, people didn't like it. They said, oh, this is a fad because people loved radio. Everybody listened to the radio then. Same thing happened with computers. A lot of people, I remember working in corporate America at the time, in the 90s, when the computers really made a big, when everybody started, you had to have one. And I remember the older guys who were the sales managers who had been in – I was in advertising at the time, in publishing. Uh, these older guys, older guys who were now my age, they were, at that time I thought they were older guys. But I was saying they, there was a guy who said to me, I'll never get a computer. I'm never getting a computer. And I said, well, this is, this is, this is the future. This is how it's going to work. But the fear of change, the fear of something new. So this is why we hold ourselves in space. Because we're afraid of the different thing. We're afraid of the new thing. We're afraid of moving ourselves into a different position because we don't know how to manage that space. And this is why we're afraid. This is why we hold the paradigms. This is why we hold ourselves back. And this is why we make a story of why we're not expanding ourselves. And the reason we do it is because we want to hold it. We're afraid of the unknown. We're afraid of going to that place. So you have to look at yourself and examine your own fear base because your fear base is what stops you from shifting a paradigm that you want to hold on to because you want to hold on to the paradigm to keep you safe. And that's what allows you to stay small. And as we're moving into this higher energy, we are all being called 
to step into power and be our greatest selves. So in order to step into power and be your greatest self, you have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to step out of your fear. You have to say to yourself, I can do this. This is what I'm here to do because you all know what you're here to do. I wrote a book in 2008. It was called Finding Your Purpose After the Big Crash because people were all upset. And a lot of people, here's what happened. So let's talk about that. That was another big paradigm shift. We had 9-11. And in 9-11, after that happened, of course, 2008 came after that. But 9-11, when it happened, what did pe people, I remember reading stories, living in New York at the time. People who were on Wall Street, people who were making fortunes and money, people who reexamined themselves and said, this is not the life I want. And they moved out. They moved up. They moved to open a B&B &B in you know, North Carolina. <laughs> people did all different things. They said, I, there was one story I read that was striking. There was a, a guy who was a, a woman, I'm sorry, who was a, an executive at a bank. And she was very established, made a lot of money. And she said, you know what? I always wanted to be a chef. I loved cooking, left her, her lucrative job and went to, be, went to culinary school and went to become a chef because people said, this is not what I'm here to do. And this is something that we have to examine within ourselves and say, hey, I've been here all this time. I've been working or doing what I'm supposed to be doing, what I think I'm supposed to be doing, being the good father, the, the good mother, the good, the good student, the good per whatever it is that you, the good wife, the good husband, whatever it is that you're doing and whatever you've done to this point. You, you need to be congratulated for because you, you've gotten yourself here through many ups and downs, as we all have. But now is your time to step into power. So here's what I want you to think about. And this is something that's very important for you to keep in your radar. Is I want you to write this down. I always tell everybody, have a pen and pencil. I didn't say it today, but I usually do say have a pen and paper to write things down because it's important for us to write things in our own handwriting. And I want you to write down the word power. And I want you to sit with the feeling, even when we're done today, I want you to sit with the feeling of power. And what does that mean to you to be powerful? And whenever I do this at a live event, I'm amazed to see the responses and how many people have negative associations to being powerful. Because we've seen a lot of powerful people do horrible things. We've seen Hitler's. We've seen Saddam Hussein's. We've seen this. But we also have to remember Gandhi, Buddha, Jesus. They were powerful too. So power is an interesting thing. And power is not something that has to be negative. But you may have a negative, a paradigm about power, a belief about being powerful. It's time to let that go because you being powerful elevates everybody else. You have to remember. Now, again, we're not talking about ego. See, this is what happens. People connect ego and power together. But we're not talking about ego. We're talking about being powerful. How do you feel? How will you feel when you are powerful? How will you feel when people are looking at you in that way? How will you feel when people see you? At an elevated position. Again, I'm not talking about an egoic position. I'm talking about an elevated position where people look to you as a light because that's what you need to be. That's what we all need to be. As we move ourselves forward, we are here to light the path for the change that's coming.
There's a lot more changes coming in 2017, so buckle up. There's going to be a different year. Things are going to be different. Everything that happened before is not going to happen going forward as long as you're ready. I said it in the beginning. You must be ready to embrace yourself and be who you're supposed to be and be powerful and step across that line. But it's not going to happen if you're emotionally not prepared to go there. And you have Thank you for listening to this powerful teleseminar. I hope you enjoyed part one. Look for part two in a couple of days. If you'd like to find out more about my work, go to joenuns.com. That's J-O-E-N-U-N-Z.com. I'll see you next time.